you know, I don't know what the point <laughs> of this is. Like, are you even actually being entertained by the things of my life? I don't know. I have no way to know. And I guess the only thing I can do is to continue recording and see if I get any feedback. It's just some things have to be said aloud (laughs) in order to get them to stop swirling around in your head, you know? So I'm going to start off reading this, uh, this episode just to get my head clear. I'm kind of all over the place, you know, I quit my job and all this stuff is going on with the government in the United States and it's alarming and it's disheartening, you know, to see the chaos that's incurring. So, or the chaos that's happening as a result of what's going on. So, This is from earlier last month, almost actually a month ago, uh, June 7th, um, 11, 10 p.m. You know, there are many things I hope to keep doing and prioritizing in my life. Uh, One of those things is an attempt to speak predominantly in the positive. And I mean, to use more positive language than negative language. For example, um, if I were to lose my cool with someone I care about, And I find myself in an argument, I'd want to say something like, I want to be spoken to with respect. If I feel that that person is talking to me in a way that's, you know, they're not coming correct, as it were, right? Um, But I would want to say something like, I want to be spoken to with respect instead of saying something like, don't talk to me like that. Because I want to keep the focus on the desired result. Saying something like, I'm having difficulty understanding your logic, maybe I just need a break, let's take a break. Instead of saying something like, I know you're lying because what you said don't make no fucking sense. (laughs) Right? Because I want the focus to be on the desired result. What I want is for the way you're speaking to me to change. What I want is for you to reconsider what you're saying to me because what I think is that you're not telling me the truth. And because I think that if you continue, then we're going to have problems, right? But it's always important to keep, what did they say? Keep the main thing, the main thing. So I want this person to change their behavior. So I'm not going to focus on the behavior that they're doing that I don't want them to continue. I'm going to make the emphasis on the behavior that I want to see from them. So, so what I feel does not need to dictate the conversation, right? Because I feel disrespected. So when I feel disrespected, it seems like what's more likely to come out of my mouth is disrespect or the demand of respect in a way 
I'm kind of mumbling, I think. Um, so I'm just going to move on from that because I hope that the initial things I said made sense. Sometimes when I try to clarify, it becomes more confusing because what I originally said was clear enough but I'm so used to over-explaining that then I have to continue explaining and then the thing I said makes no sense once I'm finished. So shout out to ADHD for that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, in, in, in negative situations, especially when it pertains to people that we care about, especially, especially when it comes to people that we care about, the situations always beg you to choose the more positive approach. I have not seen where a positive approach when used instead of a negative approach was received negatively. Now, some negative approaches can be received positively and it just kind of depends on your partner or depends on the person you're in relationship with, depends on you know them, depends on you, depends on your relationship. But sometimes negative things can be taken in a positive way. However, positive things are usually taken in a positive way. Whereas a negative thing, you have a 50-50 chance of it being perceived negatively. Where And then, um, see, that was a brain fart, a total, complete brain fart. And then, you know, whereas when you're speaking positively, the odds are more in favor that it's going to be received well. Um, so, you know, saying something to a person like, if you continue on like this, if you continue to raise your voice, if you could continue to call me out of my name, if you continue to blaspheme, I don't know, whatever it is, if you continue to do this, then I'm going to leave. You know, that's what the situation would need versus something like, what you're not going to do is talk to me like that. Because it's a weak position to take. I literally cannot take control of any person but myself. My words can't control what another human being does. Obviously, with respect to certain situations. um, But it's a waste of my energy to tell someone what they will or won't do. I just want to make sure I'm doing what I said that I'm going to do. So if it continues, then I have to leave. So in that situation, you tell someone... If you continue to do this, I'm going to remove myself from this situation. So the behavior continues. What do you then do? You must then remove yourself from the situation. Because if you don't leave, then that's the lesson that you're going to teach the person that you're having this issue with. If you don't leave, you're teaching them to disrespect you past the point where you say stop verbally you know because you know with any disrespect there comes a level of understanding like you know this is disrespectful but you're going to continue on so I've brought it to your attention now that I recognize that you're being disrespectful to me and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do about it so in this situation we're telling the person that we're going to leak we're going to remove ourselves from the situation so the person continues on And then people have the tendency to say, I told you that if you don't stop, I'm going to leave. And it's like, no, you're now trying to control them because you're trying to get them to understand that you're leaving and you're trying to use your leaving as a way to get them to stop their behavior. However, you don't have 
any long-term, um, you know, you haven't been teaching this person how to treat you. So if you don't leave the first time, you haven't taught them anything and re-emphasizing it and saying it over and over again isn't doing what you think it's doing, right? That's not the threat that you think it is because the longer you continue to threaten to remove yourself, the more that the person will believe that you're bluffing. So that by the time that you do say, well, okay, I'm fed up with this, I'm going to go. Well, now it's been 45 minutes. So the next time they're going to try to get you to cave in 30 minutes. And maybe the behavior will escalate so that you will back down. Or maybe you're just teaching that person that, hey, if I continue on without stopping, eventually this person will allow me to continue to do what I'm doing and they won't go anywhere. So basically what you're teaching, what you're teaching people is that I'm a liar. I say that I have boundaries, but I don't actually have any. And I'm going to allow you to treat me any way that you want to treat me because I'm not going to do anything about it. All I'm going to do is protest, but only up until a certain point because eventually I'm going to give in and you'll get your way and I'll be miserable. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so what I wrote down is, you know, that's the third or fourth lesson that you're giving a person when you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, right? You're teaching them you're not a person of your word. You're saying, I say I have boundaries, but I'm willing to allow you to treat me any kind of way. Um, so that's the true to life meaning of actions speaking louder than words. You're teaching people by your actions how to deal with you. So I used to work with parents and children. I'd often uh, combine the techniques from one, two, three magic and love and logic. Um, so this is something that you can also use with children or young people. Um, children, when I worked with families, they got three opportunities to do the thing that they were asked to do. First is when they're doing the thing that they know that they're not supposed to do. Uh, maybe it's some new thing that you don't want them to do or it's something that they know is against the rules like running in the house or jumping on the furniture or playing with scissors around the dog or you know whatever the case is. Leaving their dirty dishes all over the house or something like that. Um, so whatever the thing is, you know, it's off limits. Boom. They're warned. Okay. So that's kind of like the second warning. So the first warning is that there are rules in the house, I guess. So that's really important when you have relationships with other people, because you want to set boundaries at the beginning of a relationship. Cause what people do is when things get difficult they set up boundaries however if you set them up in the beginning you can avoid a lot of pitfalls that people fall into in their relationships and you can follow any relationship guru and find out about the pitfalls people fall into when they do not set up boundaries in their relationships um so anyway back to children so a child knows that they're not supposed to do this particular activity okay so it's off limits. That's the warning. So they continue doing it. Then you give them another warning. 
So this is now their second opportunity to get it together. So the first opportunity, they didn't take it because they knew what the expectation was and they did not meet the expectation. So boom, you give them a warning. That's their second opportunity to get it together. They refuse. Boom, a second warning. That's their third opportunity to get it together. If they refuse, okay, a consequence. And the consequence is immediate, super immediate. Even if you say, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me think about it. But this behavior cannot continue. And then you send them to their room or you, you know, implement something um, light, I guess, but letting them know that a consequence for their action is coming. Um, So that gives you time to cool off because you don't have to um, come up with something right away, especially while you're upset. You know, they people say don't parent angry. Um, That's another good rule to have in your relationships with other people. If you're so angry that you can't think, best to take a break, right? Okay, so um, if you don't have a go-to list of appropriate consequences for your children, it's better to just come up with something once you're done being pissed about whatever happened. Uh, So adults and in my personal life, you get two opportunities. The first time you do something, and then after I let you know, and then you do it again, that's it. There's no, oh, please, I really need you to do this for me, or I really need it to be this way. I don't feel that as an adult person, I need to be in a position where I have to beg someone to respect me or beg someone to treat me in a way that I feel I should be or need to be treated. Um, so if you refuse to change your behavior, basically that's it. And for me, so adults are people 25 years and older. And uh, I'm not hearing other takes on what adulthood is because while you may not agree, that's how life occurs for me. So for me, adults are people who are 25 years of age or older. Uh, so yeah, you know, I feel that the quarter life crisis is unfortunately a rite of passage into adulthood and the research says that our brains are not fully developed until we're 25. So for me, I'm counting adults as people 25 years of age or older. Now, are there people who are under the age of 25 who are mature for their age, who are able to you know, understand the complexities of life and have had enough life experience that they are able to empathize, connect, learn from their mistakes, learn from the mistakes of others, take advice, absolutely all those things. And I'm just going to put out there that that is going to be a mature young person for me. It's not going to be an adult. So while maturity definitely goes a lot further than age, I'm not going to waver on this particular thing. And I know that's kind of a long aside, but I feel like that's important because it's just a way that I communicate and you don't have to agree. So anyway, um, <laughs> I don't, like go off then. Okay, I will. This is not a hill I'm going to die on, but it is a hill I'm going to stand on for a long time and look out at you with judgment. Okay, so back to what we were talking about. Um, So being positive. Okay, so to end the stuff about consequences, natural consequences. um, So if I say in a situation that I'm going to leave, then I have to be gone. And depending on what's going on with the relationship, like is this our first issue? 
or is this something that's turning into a thing? So the timeout is to reflect saying, you know, I'm going to take a break. I need to take a break. I'm super upset. I'm not able to think clearly. I need to take a break. So the break, the the break, the break is to reflect on the situation at hand, reflect on the situation at large. What am I doing here? If I haven't already let you know how long of a break I need via text, just like I'm, I'm going to run up the road or I'm going to stay with Bess tonight. I'll see you at breakfast or you leave it open. You know, you say, I'll be back just to let the person know that you're not about to go do anything drastic just so that everyone knows that everyone's going to be safe. You know, and when I say I'll be back, I'm going to be back. I don't know how long it's going to be. Once I have an update, maybe I'll let you know. Hey, I ended up going for a drive, ended up at my mom's. Going to stay here. I'll call you tomorrow sometime. You know, great. Thanks. There's, It's not a, a sign of weakness or or, you know, you're not giving in to the situation, but it's important for your loved one to know that you're safe and where they can reach you if something um, were to happen. So, um, you know, I'll be back or I'll be ready to talk once I have an answer or response for you. So anyway, when using the positive version, um, you may find that your results are more along the lines of what you're envisioning happening when you have a good conversation with someone, when you put up your boundaries with someone. Um, So I guess I could give another example without going on another tangent. Uh, So I might say to someone, oh, please remember to call me when you get home. Um, So in this scenario or in this example, I'm asking the person to remember. What am I asking them, them to remember? Asking to remember to call me when they get home versus saying something like, Hey, don't forget to call me where the emphasis is on forgetting, right? The verb that you use is forget. So forget to call me (laughs) kind of, it's not, it's not one-to-one, right? It's not like you saying to someone, don't forget automatically means that they're going to forget. We're just talking about creating more positive language so that when we're interacting with people, there's more of an air of we're in this together. Let's get this done. This is cooperative. You have something that you're going to do, need to do. I'm going to facilitate that. I'm going to help facilitate you getting that done. You know, we are in a relationship together and we want it to be successful. So I'm going to facilitate success with you. And I hope that you facilitate success with me because that's what we really want with the people that we care about. We want our relationships with them to be successful, at least when you're in a relationship with people for the right reasons, right? You want the relationship to work out. So saying, hey, remember to call or remember to text when you get home versus don't forget to call. It's just a subtle difference. It's just not only is it encouraging that person to do something positive, like remember this thing that I want you to do, but it also tells that person that you believe in them and that you know that they can do it versus saying to them, don't forget as in, hey, I know you might forget, but I'm trying to remind you so that you don't do this thing that I know you might do, which is forget. 
you know, so, hey, please remember to do that. I know you can remember, so I'm just, you know, giving you a little reminder to remember. I don't know. Is that, does that make sense? It's, it's very subtle and it probably seems like it's not that big of a deal and seeming like it's not a big deal is fine versus, you know, trying it out and seeing for yourself that it does actually make a difference. Um, actually kind of, I was saying something, but then I got kind of lost and then I ended up with those sentences. So whatever you get, what you get and you don't throw a fit. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So, um, another thing that I used to do when I worked with, uh, children and families is trying to help parents focus on desired behavior again. So one of the rules of the house, instead of being don't run, the rule of the house being use your walking feet, whereas, you know, don't run, the emphasis is on running. And use your walking feet, the emphasis is on walking. So instead of telling the child what you don't want them to do, tell them what you do want them to do. Instead of telling your partner what you don't want them to do, tell them what you do want them to do. Instead of, hey, don't leave your chip and salsa bowls all over the house. Hey, it's really helpful to me when you put your chips and salsa dishware in the sink or in the kitchen because yesterday I sat in a bowl or the dog eats out of it and gets diarrhea and then we have to pay a vet bill or it's gross and it smells or you know whatever the thing is because I can almost guarantee you the next time they have the chips and salsa bowl out and they're eating and they're thinking about leaving it they're going to hear you say, hey, can you please remember to put that in the sink because this might happen versus them saying, them hearing you say, oh, don't forget that. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to forget it. I'm gonna, just going to get up and do this one thing. You know what I mean? So anyway, hopefully this was some kind of helpful information. I'm just trying to get all of my thoughts out so they don't consume me and I curl up into a ball and cry, you know, <laughs> whatever.